Today, a pair of Stanford medical professors say the COVID-19 death toll estimates may be orders of magnitude too high. Huh, if only there were other people who may have been sounding that alarm. Also, drama over the coronavirus relief bill. We have got the latest for you, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday. I am joined today by Stubergear of Stu Does America, yes. who is the other expendable host uh, mm-hmm. here in the studio today. <laughs> That's me, expendable. <laughs> We're just sitting here coughing on each other, mm-hmm. so it's fine. It's been lots of fun. What could possibly go wrong? Also joined by Yaku Buyans for you. the second day in a row, filmmaker extraordinaire, fellow of the Falkirk Center, Yaku Buyans, who also brought, uh, he brought chocolate eggs for our 500th episode yesterday yes. to celebrate. because it's 501, but I... I'm a little late, but here it is. No, we appreciate it. Well, it's funny because the producer was like, I mean, I made this graphic for you, but I can't really come in the studio to bring you guys cake. So, so happy figured, 500th. So I figured five, five of us in the building, five eggs, it works. Yeah, there you go. We'll, but we'll have to bust them open later. Uh, all right, let's get into, I know you guys are shocked that the topic of the day is the coronavirus. What? Yeah, oh it's, this, it's this new virus that just came out. Where did it come from? Um, China. Racist. <laughs> the, the China virus, the Chinese <laughs> virus. Uh, so yesterday, Stu, we talked about um, how, and I think you may have something to add on this, because mm-hmm. we talked about the uh, the Imperial College study and how oh, yeah. there was the headline that they admitted that they were wrong. I heard you on radio this morning, though, and I did see Neil Ferguson's, it's Ferguson, right? Mm-hmm. I did see his tweets where he said, no, 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 I never said that I was wrong. Oh, did he say, did he tweet about it? He did. Okay, I didn't he see did. that. I did not did. see that. Um, I, I just happened to be, because I've been going back and forth and looking at what he said. And, and to be clear, like, I think he's wrong. <laughs> like, I, now I have, of course, no expertise in the field at all, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, usually with every situation, right, the worst case scenario is usually not the one that comes true. And I, I from the second this started, I was very nervous about um, trusting this one model. Yeah. Uh, forget what the you model mean says. Basing the entire, entire country's the policy on song, one yeah. model. The entire world's policy, it <laughs> seems yeah, like, on exactly. one model. That made me very nervous from the beginning. And I always, you know, the idea that it was a, a worst case scenario like that comes true. I'm, I'm always skeptical of that. That's just sort of a natural skepticism. Mm-hmm. But looking at his comments, and I, and I wanted to make sure I really understood it, because at first, the way I heard them was that, you know, he had these really high death estimates. For example, Great Britain, 500,000 right. if, if we do nothing. And now he's saying it's 20,000. Well, that's a big difference. Kind of a discrepancy. Yeah, it's a big difference. Um, <laughs> a uh, but it, I was like, well, maybe he's saying because they implemented these really strict policies, that's the reason why he's cutting it. Um, however, he did say the 260,000 was for mitigation. The difference here basically being long and the short of it to not bore everyone to death is that there's two different approaches he presented, which was mitigation and suppression. And so mitigation is more like the thing a lot of people on the right have been talking about as the ideal for this thing. Like, look, we'll take when people get sick, we'll isolate them. When, uh, you know, when, when uh, if you're elderly or if you're in a danger uh, area with like pre-existing conditions, you guys do social distancing. Everyone else kind of goes along and does their life, except is careful and washes their hands more. That is the mitigation and what he, what he was saying with 260,000 people dead. What Britain and what we're doing is actually much closer to what he called suppression, which is everybody is social distancing. Um, you know, we are isolating completely and quarantining anyone who's sick and the family members of those who are sick and all the things that we are all dealing with on a daily basis. 
So it didn't strike me. It doesn't mean he's right by any means, but I don't think the way it was reported, which was he was, uh, you know, abandoning his old projections. He admits. He admits that, that he, he was wrong. Like, that's not exactly what he was doing. He was just saying, thank God you guys listened to me. Now it's only going to be 20,000. However. Which could, is still, well, you know, again, he. And could I ask, mm-hmm. have you known many scientists to just outwardly admit yeah, we got that run wrong. Yeah, no, it, it's not It's not all that common. Um, the good thing about, yeah, this is one of the things, this is a terrible story, and I hate it, and you're right, I hate talking about it. I said this on my show last night, I'm so tired of coming in here every day and talking about the coronavirus. Could you guys do something in, like really yeah, crazy yeah, and interesting yeah, and get picked up by the news so we can talk about you? Exactly. That'd be great. Please, do We're something. We're really tired of it. It's all that we can find. I know. Do some work out there. We're working hard for you. <laughs> do some work for us. Screw up. Does somebody do have a major Please. scandal or Doesn't something? Screw up. Go play flag football <laughs> in the public. Yes. There you go. Please. I like that. That's right. So we can play football. Exactly. Flag football. I love Make it. Make the tail like six feet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Social distancing and flag football would be a challenge. <laughs> Come on. Um, you know, you're right. Like they most of the time they try to come up with a way of justifying though it's 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 a it's a situation where i think we just want to make sure that we're getting it right mm-hmm. obviously um and what i like about the story and it's a very tiny tiny part because i don't like most of it but what i do like about it is unlike global warming where in 10 years they can say oh well we just got new estimates and we forget about what we said 10 years ago what well, we can all look at this and they said basically two weeks from now is when they expect this thing to peak they've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks um, you know, and if they are right, um, we're going to see major breakouts. Not you can even argue maybe not here because we're doing the suppression thing. And I think we're doing a relatively good job at it. You know, most people are, are paying attention to that. But places like Mexico who are doing absolutely nothing where they're still as of just a week or so ago, we're doing soccer matches with 50,000 people at them. We're doing uh, campaign events where the president's going around. He's kissing babies. He's hugging people. He's shaking hands. He's doing everything, taking selfies. All that stuff is going on in about two thirds of the world. So we're going to know whether these guys were right or not to see, because if it goes crazy in other parts of the world and it's okay here, we're going to have to give them a hell of a lot of credit. Uh, if it comes up as, you know, look, it's, it's, a, it's a minor health uh, issue and does not wind up being a major thing, I think we're going to learn something. And it's going to be twofold. One, we're going to be a little more skeptical next time we get big projections. And two, God forbid something is really bad, we're probably not going to believe it. Which could, because it's not. This is why you don't cry wolf. This is why you don't cry wolf. And look, I, I don't know. You know, I'm still at this point where we don't, I don't necessarily think there was a bad intent by these guys. Like, I, you know, and we may still find out that they were right. But uh, you've got to be careful with this stuff. Because now that we've taken this sort of action... We all know that these things are legitimately real in world history, and we will get one eventually. I don't know how we're going to react next time. If this turns out to be nothing around the world, I don't know if we're going to react at all. And that's, that could be even more dangerous. And to add to that, uh, Yaku, so now we've got some people saying, okay, this Imperial College study doesn't look like it's going to pan out. Plus... We've got these Stanford uh, professors who are medical doctors, by the way, because I keep hearing we should listen to the doctors. Well, I don't think the doctors uh, are solely responsible for making economic policy uh, for the very reason that they're doctors. But here are two doctors who work for Stanford who say we probably should not have shut down the entire economy over this you know, particular projection that we're using. Uh, now, they say that because the United States and other countries largely focus their testing on symptomatic patients, the number of people who are infected is likely much larger than the number of confirmed cases, which Definitely I feel true. like that's what we've all been yeah, saying this entire 100%. time, which means the virus's mortality rate is likely significantly lower yeah, than they projected. Uh, so they're just saying... Um, 
guys, we like you can't if we're saying that most people are asymptomatic, you can't rely on these numbers that we're getting if we're only tasting if we're only testing symptomatic patients. I, what I feel, I mean, I, I'm like, okay, finally, some doctors are saying it, but it's yeah. like, I've been hearing this, I've been repeating it, I've, you know, and nobody wants to listen, and everyone says, let the doctors make the decisions. Like, okay, well, these are doctors, so what now? Yeah, yeah, now you got doctors and scientists, you got politicians, you got the president saying, hey, I'm going to open this country up by Easter, and they're saying, why, why, why? Maybe, just maybe, we actually have some people in our country that actually know what they're doing, but they're getting a lot of opposition. You just said something. We're all going to die was the messaging. Yeah. It's so fatal. The virus is so dangerous. We're all going to die. Or at you know? least. And that's what shut everything down. If you yeah. went in and said, listen, a lot of us are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are going to get the flu. Right. Some will die. You know what happened in January? Schools were shut down independently. One school at a time around this country for flu outbreak. They shut a school down that had the virus. They Cleaned the school up. Six days later, school was up and running. They didn't shut the town down or the whole state of Ohio for crying out loud. Way overkill from day one. Because, like Stu said in the beginning, the second I heard the subliminal messaging, oh, we're all going to die, I was like, overblown. Mm -hmm. Not happening. This is not how the world ends. The world does not end with corona. Okay, Mm -hmm. It's going to hit some people, but... The fact that so many is asymptomatic, the fact that some of us may have had it and didn't even know it. College students may have had it as a cold and just there it goes, right? Now you're getting people coming out saying, like Stanford. It's interesting that it's Stanford, though. Mm -hmm. I like that, that it is, you know, Stanford. It's not a, you know, a smaller school somewhere. No, it's Stanford. Liberal, way left. It's not University of Phoenix. No. No disrespect to people (laughs) who graduated from University of Phoenix. (laughs) I find it to be... Totally accredited. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, Other but I'm people saying, would wow. poke holes a, in it. Wow, I don't know what that's too. I don't know. I don't realize. Shot fired. Come on already. Shot fired. the four profit universities on the conservative <laughs> show. Nice work. Jeez. No, but I, I'll say this. That it is a liberal school. It is a school with the medical, the medical staff right. at that school right. leans towards the left. And them coming out. It Good shows, luck poking holes shows in me it. a little silver lining, Stu, of some yeah. sanity returning. Because we've been out of control in this country since since you know, 2016 with sanity check. Mm -hmm. Sanity has left many people. And now it's a little bit of sanity is coming back and saying, okay, settle down. We're going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, the things, and to be clear, the things you just pointed out uh, and you said, we got to listen to doctors. Those, that's what the doctors were saying. This is what the scientists were saying. They were saying the entire time that this, this, the the mortality rate was going to be uh, lower. I did a whole segment on it. It was one of the first days really, you know, coronavirus was really big in the news. And it was when uh, Donald Trump came out and said, I think it's going to be around one, less than 1%. I did a whole thing on it, quoting doctor, scientist after scientist after scientist with all the research indicating that, yes, it was going to be less than 1%. Like that hasn't even been disagreed upon largely by the scientific community. Who's been disagreeing with that is the media. The media is coming out. We're not covering it. We're not covering it. They don't talk about the 1% people. They go and they bash Donald Trump for it. When Anthony Fauci, who has written the exact same thing, says the same thing, which is obviously where Trump got it. Like, you don't think Trump is doing his own disease modeling, do you? Come on. Like, he's not. He's listening to Fauci. He's saying it's going to be, it's probably going to be around 1%, but we don't know. And that uncertainty is important. Look, if it comes down to, you know, I've kind of always thought that maybe it ends around a Mm 0.3, 0.4% mortality rate. Still probably about double the normal flu or a very bad, bad seasonal uh, influenza. They say they still think it's going to be more um, uh, contagious than uh, than the flu is. 
So you combine a higher death rate, even if it's only by a tiny bit, and a higher uh, spread rate, that could wipe out 100,000 people, right? Like that is the world economy. But do you shut down the world economy, especially the way it was doing it? So like we don't know if that's where I think it's going to be. Again, I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. The high end estimates are scary. So I kind of I've kind of landed. I'd love to hear what you guys think of this. But I've kind of landed in the point of where I kind of think Trump has handled this pretty well. Where like he's he he's been he hasn't been when he, at the very first you know gasp of this he was a little bit kind of flippant about it. Kind of wound up I think re- recognizing that it was pretty serious. Took pretty dramatic steps and has made really uh, restrictive uh, recommendations. That has given us time to build up supplies, to start testing, to do lots of things. We're going to come to the end of this 15 days. He's going to reassess and look forward with the hopeful optimism to get the people back to work as fast as possible. I mean, it's going to cost us a lot of money, mm-hmm. and you hate to you hate if we were wrong. Obviously, that's a huge uh, that's a huge thing. If it, if it's only going to kill you know a, a couple of people, and that this is going to wind up being a big mistake just from the monetary perspective. Mm-hmm. But like when the ups the the worst case is really bad and also really near, right? Like not fifty years into the future, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, we can cap, we can maybe we can make this work for two weeks, and then we can assess and say okay. Let's this isn't coming to the worst case scenario. We now know it's just a really bad seasonal flu. Let's move on with our lives and really focus on taking care of the people who get it, which I really think is what his plan was all along. Yes, he was slow walking in the beginning. But isn't that everyone was. But but isn't that prudent, though? Gather information, get Mm -hmm. intel. You can't act. But once he pulled the trigger, I, I think he's doing a fantastic job. And when I say the president, I mean the team, the team yeah, around yeah. him, right. those supporting me, Dr. Burks and, and everybody else. Right. They're doing a great job. Vice president slow walked it and then said, OK, now we're going to take it serious. We're going to take action, you know. But then he also set a target as to when I think this ends. It wasn't open ended. Yeah. It wasn't 18 months or we'll see. It was like, no, 14 days. Yeah. Day 15, we're reassessing. That's smart business decision. Someone asked the other day, who would you want as your CEO if you ran a big company today, if you own a big company, would you want Trump as your CEO? Would you want Bernie as your CEO? Would you want Biden as your CEO? Oh, gosh. Take, yeah. I mean, take no Trump doubt. as your CEO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. He's it's running the question. country like you run a company. Yeah. I think he's doing a great job. I, I will also like to, uh, to just say, too, I feel like it's a difficult line to walk now. I'm not saying maybe he handled it completely correctly at the very beginning. But you also don't want to go out there and say, yeah, we're all probably going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you ha- you yeah. have to say you have to control the the idea of, you know, mass chaos yeah. thinking that you're all going to die. So I do understand the difficult line that you have to walk when you're trying to say, like, all right, Definitely. calm down. It's not a big deal. And when you have someone who just kind of speaks off the cuff, who doesn't but always who's use a done prompter, this before? you get yeah, you get misunderstood mm-hmm. like Nobody's that. Done this but I, th- I understand his point in that. What is the point of just making people panic and think that they're all going to die? Yeah, you don't want that to happen. I mean, I think, you know, saying, uh, look, there's 15 cases, it's going to be down to zero real soon, was probably not a good thing, especially at that point. Right, right. Um, but, but that's again, Donald Trump speaking it, off the cuff. Exactly, right. exactly. And you know what? you got much worse things said by people like Andrew Cuomo much yeah. later. Uh, Andrew Cuomo was saying, was saying that, you know, they were sending, local New York officials were sending people out to parades and stuff in mid-March. I mean, Andrew Cuomo uh, was saying that the, the panic, this is not Ebola, the panic is, is way overblown, I don't think it's warranted. This is like March 15th, mm-hmm. he's saying these things, much later than Trump was saying them. Um, but I'm curious as to like, and I think, Sarah, you'd be a good represent, representative, because you've been pretty skeptical of this generally. Yeah. 
I mean, Trump has taken massive steps. The reason why we're all shut down nationwide largely is because of Donald Trump's recommendation. Mm-hmm. Is that was he too much? Should he not have done that from your I'm I am fine with the recommendation. I think the yeah. recommendation was good. Mm-hmm. I don't like the forced shelter yeah. in places. Right. Yes, That's what I have a problem with. Yeah. I have absolutely no problem with the recommendations, yeah. um, ta- you know, advising people to make sure to be washing your hands, make sure to social distance, yeah. make sure to do all of that. I think that that was smart. And I don't think he should have he should have been flippant and said, yeah, just live your life. Right. Right. Like I, I didn't expect him to say that. Yeah. I have a problem with the local governments and the state governments taking it too far and forcing people to stay uh, you know, or else the police are going to question them and, you know, whatever else they've they've been doing. It varies by state. That's what I have a problem with. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes they took liberty. Uh, he made recommendations. He said from the start, we're a nation set up for small government. Mm-hmm. So local government is going to go local, then state, then federal. I'm not federally going to tell you what to do and not to do, but I'm recommending. I'm going to declare it a national emergency so we can get some funding appropriated. But I'm going to I'm going to recommend some mm-hmm. things. And then across this country. The far left jumped on that thing and they started shutting things down. I was, I was right. literally in Ohio I was speaking at the University of Akron. At 5 p.m. they shut that school down after Ohio State shut down. And then the, the governor came and said, we're shutting down. Trump never called for businesses to stop shutting down business. He said, hey, let's be smart. 10, yeah. pe- 10 people, 10 people, 20, it was 20, it was 50, 50 250, 10, 50, yeah. 25, 10, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't f- federally saying, no, we're federally shutting this country down. We're declaring martial law. No, this is local politicians, judges, mm. Dallas mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. It's a judge. And, and also on top yeah, of that, uh, a lot of private businesses, right? Private, like the NBA was not told by anybody to do that. They no. just did it. And I yeah. think like that shows a real, uh, I think a real positive of, um, uh, of the country, but also like in, in this experiment we're all involved in in small government and self-government you see how many people took it upon themselves to actually just pay attention to this like we could still go out and do a lot more than we're doing we're trying to make sure that we do the best steps that we can to keep everybody healthy and generally speaking obviously spring breaks an exception people licking toilet seats occasionally but other than that people have pretty much followed these uh, recommendations and i think it has helped yeah All right. The coronavirus relief bill. Oh, you won't believe the drama that happened on the floor of the House when we come back. Yeah, it drove me nuts. I did a... uh It appears the coronavirus relief bill has passed in the House. Now, that was not without the uh, typical drama that you would imagine took place in the House. But it it was interesting because it did pass the Senate 96 to 0, which would indicate to me that it was bipartisan. Yeah. I mean, there's something about the whole 96 to 0 thing that makes me think that it was Republicans and Democrats, regardless of how you feel about whether or not the bill was good or warranted or included too much pork, both parties voted for it. Uh, Now, you wouldn't realize that if you were just watching AOC take the floor today uh, in protest of the bill. Now, she's complaining that it's all the Republican uh, majority that got together and wanted to create, you know, this this bill for corporations. And I I really think that she took one too many um, drama classes, theatrical classes before uh, taking the floor for this speech. Watch. 
What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. Shameful. The greed of that fight is wrong for crumbs, for our families. And the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this greed and billions of dollars, which will be leveraged into trillions of dollars to contribute to the largest income inequality gap in our future. There should be shame about what was fought for in this bill and the choices that we have to make. Now, I have to say, uh she probably does that better than my seven-year-old. The whole temper tantrum <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. and the and the pounding mm -hmm. of the arms and the feet. I think she does have that uh, down better than my seven-year-old. Emotionally, son. that's where she's stuck, though. It yeah. is. It is. That is where she is more mature than her, uh, mentally exactly. and emotionally speaking. Still, she really comes off uh, in, in, when she does that type of shtick that she does. Uh, it, it seems like almost like high school drama-ish type of vibe. Like it's, it doesn't feel like she even knows what she's talking about. Or oh. like it almost feels like she's just like memorized lines. She's, and she's rehearsed it how many them, times yeah. in the mirror? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, right? a lot, like, a lot of a times, ton of times. Um, look, a huge chunk of this money is just going directly to people. Like so, I don't know. Like like she's like, oh well, billions of dollars would be leveraged into trillions. Well, what else do you want the dollars to do? You want them to go down in value? I, wouldn't you want them? To, like <laughs> even if, if you're giving twelve hundred dollars to the average person, don't you hope maybe they can turn it into more if they invested or yep. I don't even understand the argument um, you know she uh, yes there was some money that went to uh, to corporations but I guess as you pointed Wait, out yeah. they freaking employ Which people employ people right like they're the reason why these salaries are getting paid so if you leave only the big companies and you leave them without any access and I believe most of the money that's going to corporations in, in, a, in a general sense they're not giveaways. They're loan guarantees. Yes. So that's like unlike smaller businesses. So if you have 50 people, or you, you know, even this company size, in theory, we if we laid every, uh, we're thinking about laying everybody off. Um, instead of that, what they want us to do is to take the money from the federal government, pay all of our employees, um, and then if we pay all of our employees and hit these standards, it will no longer be a loan. Right. Right. It will, we will get a giveaway essentially because um, we're we're a smaller company. A bigger company doesn't have that. They're actually getting less out of this deal than a smaller company would, which I think is probably the right balance. Again, this is a terrible, terrible thing that we have to do this at all, yeah. um, especially considering we had such a strong economy just so recently. Um, but Isn't that, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. I was listening to... It's incredible. I, I went back and I was listening to a podcast. It's going to come back. Uh, where it was, you know, it's a weekly podcast and I hadn't, I missed a couple episodes. Yeah. You go back a couple weeks and they're just like, oh, well, the economy's so great. Trump's going to cruise to re-election. It's like, wait a minute. Now we're both $2 trillion and they want to do it with unanimous consent? They don't even want to vote on record. Uh, it's really shocking, but you know, I guess this is what we're, this is where we live now. This is this is the reality of our situation. Ninety-six zero, her people voted as well. Right. right. So she's waving a finger only at the Republicans. She's saying the Senate majority mm -hmm. did this and this and this and this. Well, why did your entire party vote for it? Zero. It wasn't a sixty forty whatever. Mm -hmm. It's ninety six zero, right? So number one, and then secondly, there's things in that bill, us Republicans don't like either. Ugh. Okay. Right that your people fought for AOC. There's things that you wanted into that bill that would have been detrimental. And by the way, Nancy wanted to stop the bill to put more of your stuff into the bill. So let's not, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. let's not kid around here. Right, like okay? if you're a mid-sized company and exactly. you get, a, get part of this money, uh, you cannot oppose unions organizing. Um, that is not a Republican yeah. offer. Yeah. No, that's not. That's they, a huge giveaway. Wind, a lot huge. of these things are going to wind up being disasters. Yes. Ten years from now, we're yes. going to look back at this thing as a complete yes. disaster. We all know it. I don't like that in. we have to do it at all. I'm with you on that. And, and, and if you listen clearly to her, 
She said, crumbs for our family. She expects money. I don't expect money from the government, just to tell you right now. I never do. Mm -hmm. I don't, right? Because it's not who I am. I'm a capitalist, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't expect a handout. They do. Well, that's what they're fighting for. Always. Handouts always. for all. Uh, now, that wasn't the only dramatic moment. We also had, of course, Thomas Massey, who was under fire by the president. I want to get your thoughts on that. But he tweeted out yesterday, uh, the Senate did some voodoo, just like with Obamacare, took a House bill dealing with taxes, stripped every word and put their bill in it. The House is just as responsible for killing the origination clause as the Senate. It's the House's job to reject the process. Uh, two trillion plus four trillion equals six trillion stimulus. Six trillion divided by 350 million citizens equals 17,000 per citizen times a family of four. That's a lot of math in there, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Massey. Six equals 68,000 per family of new national debt and dollar devaluation in this stimulus. Not a good deal. He also suggested uh, that he would require a quorum of lawmakers to be present to vote. Uh, and, of course, cited the Constitution because he is a constitutionalist. Yes. This is what this is his yeah. angle. Just the Constitution, you know, the entire document that our whole country was based upon. Uh, Donald Trump did not like that. Donald Trump uh, no, did not like that he, at all. He did not. He doesn't. He's not a big fan of Massey, apparently now. Um, yeah. uh, you know, look, there's absolutely no doubt that Thomas Massey is right on this argument. It is in the Constitution that you have to have a quorum to hold the vote. There's no question about that. What they do to get around that is they'll be up there and there'll be one uh, congressperson there and they'll say, oh, uh, that looks like 218 people. And they go for the vote. That is legitimately what they do. They just ignore it. Um, now, look, can he overlook that and go through and go along with it when he knows this was obviously going to pass eventually right, right. and he was only going to be able to delay it for a few hours? Look, uh, yes, he could have. And most people did. Do I like the fact that there's somebody who actually looks at the freaking document and says, hey, this is not allowed? Because it it is blatantly unconstitutional what they're what they were trying to do with that. And it's the biggest spending bill in our history. Can you like do you believe we wouldn't have had a vote on two trillion dollars of spending? Like, that is obviously insane. Yeah. We all know that time is of the essence here, and, I, and I'm sure that's what, you know, Trump was feeling, and it is important. I just can't imagine, you know, the government's not efficient enough anyway. A day or two being a delay or a few hours, I don't think is going to make that much of a difference. You know what? Get your asses back to Washington and vote on the damn bill if you want to spend $2 trillion. Yeah. That shouldn't be that big of an ask. Yeah. Yaku, uh, President Trump tweeted, looks like a third-rate grandstander <laughs> named Representative Thomas Massey, a congressman from, unfortunately, a truly great state, Kentucky, wants to vote against the new Save Our Workers bill in Congress. That's a wrong sentence he right there. He just wants the publicity. He can't stop it. Only delay, which is both dangerous and costly. Workers and small businesses need money now. Uh, he said, win back the House, but throw Massey out of the Republican Party. <laughs> oh, I, look, don't, I, think, I don't like that. No, look, I think there's a little bit of, little bit of Mitt Romney reflux, right? <laughs> okay. A little bit of Mitt Romney reflux here of, look, he couldn't stop it. Mm -hmm. And I think... To give credit where credit is due and benefit of the doubt to the president to say, listen, he's probably coming from the angle of saying you couldn't stop it. You could only yeah, delay it. Totally. Why, why do this in public? In Massey's point of view with you, I am a constitutionalist right. too, right? And saying he probably felt like I got to say something. I got to yeah. say it now or I wouldn't live with my conscience, you know? And so, but I understand where the president comes from and he's being President Trump. He's going to speak his mind. He's going mm -hmm. to roll off his sleeve. 
Um, but I think it's a little bit Romney reflux. You say, oh, here's another one. Mm. Oh, you want the limelight. Mm -hmm. We're not doing this for us. We're yeah. doing this for the people. Why do you make it about you? Totally different perspective, though, too, yeah. than Romney. I mean, he's, he's opposing these things on totally no, different of grounds. Course. Yeah, of Romney course. seems to have just flipped parties entirely. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, and I'm not comparing the two. Mm -hmm. I'm talking just yeah, from no, yeah, no, you're right. that knee-jerk of, yes. like, that's Wait, what he does. Yeah, this is how... Final hour, you're going to do what? Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I, and look, I understand it. I, 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 don't, I don't understand why 96 senators can make it back to Washington, but we can't get 218 congressmen back. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why. They just all wanted to stay home. Yes. Yeah. That's the answer to this. Like, yeah. like, that's not a good enough reason to break the Constitution. You, he, Trump is right. You're right. Everybody's right that this was going to pass anyway. And honestly, like, it wouldn't have shocked me if Massey voted for it. Right. But the point is, you can't just ignore the Constitution. We do it all the time. And I would even be fine if they were to say, look, this time, let's do unanimous consent, and I want to vote about whether we can do this again. Right? Like, let's get on the record whether we can just have these votes yes. without any House, yes. House people no, there. I agree with you. But, like, don't, but, don't, you but don't you think it's, there's been a run-up, though, guys, of us ignoring yeah. the Constitution oh, yeah. for the last three, three and a half, four right. years, yeah. especially last year. And, and we said this when they came up with this farce, you know, impeachment story and said, you're opening Pandora's box where we're going we're gonna to avoid and, you know, walk around the Constitution in this country and... You're mm -hmm. going to see it happen a lot. At some point, somebody does need to stand up and go, time out. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could say maybe not, maybe not at this moment. I mean, the, the, you know, look, you're going to throw him out of the party. I don't think that's a good idea. You know, um, he's, he's a really reliable vote on a lot of really good things and is one of the bravest people in Congress. Um, the idea that he's going to get good publicity out of this is insanity. They, there's like two people on earth who are defending them, and it's probably not even people in his own family. Uh, Massey <laughs> is going to get absolutely lit up by both Republicans and Democrats. And look at what's happened with Justin Amash, right? Like, um, and, you know, and even the Democrats don't like what Massey did here because they wanted all the money too. Right. So this is not going to make him popular. He wasn't doing it for publicity. He was doing it for constitutional reasons. You can argue whether he should have waited a couple weeks to make that point, I guess. All right, back in a minute. It is frustrating, though, because, you know, you look at Democrats are... But it's, it's what happens. Let's talk 2020. Let's give ourselves a bit of a serious coronavirus uh, break. So Joe Biden, he is, you know, he's kind of hiding out. He probably, I mean, he's one of the the subset of people who is more at risk for having serious reaction to the coronavirus. So rightfully so, probably he's hiding out in his house uh, and he decided to have a virtual happy hour live stream. Now, you know, he is, I mean, he's the, I, sh I guess I should just still say the front runner for the Democratic candidate. I don't know what's going to happen at the convention that they're still going to have, by the way. Everyone else yep. is canceling their events. Conventions on both sides are still set to happen. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen there? But he's still the front runner by far. Uh, so you would think that it's like, okay, cool. There, that would be really fun for Democrats to attend. Um, not so much. Uh, according to Bo Erickson of CBS, he, let's see, there were 28 Hundred, yeah. I almost said thousand. That's not no, just the twenty eight hundred simultaneous viewers throughout the chat 
for the front runner of the Democratic Party. Uh, someone else mentioned they had to disable the comments because most people were not, in fact, right in with Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an awkward moment where his staff is like, oh, crap, guys, dis disable. Di make them stop. Make them stop commenting. <laughs> they're not they're saying not nice things. Um, it's, this continues to uh, to perplex me that Joe Biden is the front runner of the Democratic Party. He And we kept saying this. It's like, if he is reacting like this, he's having these gaffes at the beginning of this thing, mm -hmm. how does he last throughout this thing? Because every week that passes, he just gets worse and worse and worse at this. Mm. You'd think maybe now that he's at home, he's getting better sleep, he's not traveling. He's not getting any better, Stu. No, no. I, I was on with uh, Stephen Crowder yesterday, and... On his YouTube live feed, there was more than 10 times as many people <laughs> who are watching Joe Biden, which is really sad. Really sad. No, no offense to Stephen, of course, but the, he's a Democratic frontrunner. I uh, should probably be, should probably have a big audience there. You know, it's funny because um, there's this really weird thing going on um, on the prediction markets, which is always an interesting thing to check out, where Joe Biden, as of this moment, if you look at any model of how this would go in a normal election is 99% per, you know, plus. Like, mm -hmm. only like a, a cataclysmic event would, would sideline him from winning this thing at this point. Bernie would have to like clean up inexplicably. Yeah. Um, however, he is, uh, I think, 77% on, uh, on the prediction markets right now. Like, there is a huge, wow. like, there's a few percent for Bernie, a big, I think Cuomo's second yeah. now, inexplicably, even though, you know, I, I, who knows where that com comes from in his performance level. Um, but people are really thinking that Joe is, like, he looks so bad that he's just going to either stop site health reasons, something like that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, get th forced out by the party. I mean, every single time he goes on television, he looks worse. It really is sad. It really I, is. I mean, I, I think a 2008 Biden running now would be it would be much much easier. And he wasn't great then, but you know, well, they, I, they were hiding him then. Yeah. As I told you in a break, they were hiding him as a VP. Mm -hmm. I mean, you couldn't see him in this country. They didn't want him in front of the cameras. Yeah. He's got a really bad team around him. I'll tell you this: if even if your player is weak and you support the player with a good team, the player can pull through. This is his team's recommendation. Okay, mm -hmm. People came to him and said, Joe, got a great idea. We're going to have a happy hour because that's what it's they true. wrote. We're going to pull the millennials in. Mm -hmm. And 2,800, do you know that on the same day, Bernie did a live stream FaceTime and had 7,000 show up. Oh, three wow. times. Three times Joe's numbers on the wow. same. And so I think the public perception of this guy looks unelectable. This guy doesn't look healthy. This guy doesn't look, you're going to put this guy up against Donald Trump who dismantled Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. the most seasoned politician in our, you know, in our generation, probably. Also, like the most hated. <laughs> most hated, yes. But still, <laughs> she details. can hold her own. I mean, she, you know. Yeah. What's he going to do? I think that's where you see that discrepancy from 99 to 70%. Mm. And people are going, now, how does that happen? Party removes him or literally the guy just crashes. Yeah. Becomes unelectable where yeah. the party goes. And you hate to Jump see, ship. I mean, regardless of whether or not you agree with this no, policy, you, don't you see hate that. to yeah. see, a, you know, what, 40-year uh, no, no, veteran course. politician go out like that. No, of course. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you'd like to ugly. see him just step down and live out his remaining life in the private sector. Yeah, and really, like, it, and this is a weird way of saying this, but, like, this couldn't have played out better for Biden. The, the idea, like, the best way Joe Biden should be able to run a campaign is in the middle of a pandemic. He can't go out in front of yes. people. He can't be in front of cameras that don't know he's there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get caught on iPhone saying stupid crap. 
<laughs> all you have to do is set him up in his home and let him read speeches, and then you can record exactly. all of them, and if he screws them up, do it over. That's why I tell you, he has a bad team. He's got a yeah. really bad well, team around him. I, you know, I go back and forth on that, because I think part of that is, I, I think, like, the live stream's a great example. I think that's just a bad decision, right? Yeah. Don't do it. Part of it, though, is you saw in that uh, the video where he was walking through um, where the auto workers were. Or yes. I think it was auto yes. workers, right? Yeah. And he was got in the fight with that one guy. His handlers are trying yes. to stop him. And he shushes, and he shushes her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's and so true. I think they're like, as any I think political advisor would say, like, this is a great opportunity Don't for you to run right. that kind of standard campaign where you're just. You're not really in front of people. You're you're very controlled. Let's keep this simple. We'll make it. A, it's going to be a referendum on Trump anyway. Just don't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's an, this is the best possible thing that can happen to him as far as running that campaign. But he seems to want to say like, oh, people say I'm, I'm, you know, I've lost it. Well, I'll show you I haven't lost it. Watch this. I'll go in front of the camera right now. Get it out. And and that. Those are the moments. And, and maybe where, it's not his team. Maybe maybe you yeah. make a point. Maybe it's not his team. Maybe he overrules all of them. But I'll just tell you right yeah. now, if you sat with me today and say Joe Biden is gonna have a happy hour, period, right? And he's gonna invite people, yeah, I go, like, no. bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> yes. Time out, man. Yeah. Really bad idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even if you say Trump was going to have a happy hour, I don't want to see a next president or a presidential candidate have a happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it that had the you know the the, the the foam in the guy's mouth or whatever. Oh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Yang. Yang. Andrew, same situation. Yeah. Like, bad idea, bro. Bad Let's idea. not go there. <laughs> not go there. Well, I will say, I think the, uh, the, the outreach staffer of Joe Biden's who is the best is Wilfred. Oh, yes, Wilfred from Sun City, Florida. Yes, yes. Wilfred is. He's, he's a keeper. He's been I calling think. on the Glenn Beck program. I've heard that a few times. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah, he's great. Good. Back in a minute. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an older guy for a... For a youth he's still got it, though. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's very hip. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was it was saying how uh, the Babylon Bee has become real life, and it showed a Babylon Bee uh, satirical post that was like, uh, people uh, pant sales down after people working from home like they they not they're not wearing pants <laughs> yeah, right, anymore right, right, they're right. just video conferencing from here up mm-hmm. and then it showed that Walmart actually has not like their pants sales are down um, because people are not wearing pants while they're in self quarantine <laughs> um, here is a a Texas man who decided to uh, to have some fun with it it's Friday right it's the end of the show so let's have some fun he decided to model his quarantine fashions in his own little runway. Watch this. Welcome to the quarantine runway show. Look at him ready to spend days in the house with that beautiful traditional Ethiopian robe. Opening it up, white t-shirt and shorts. Very casual look, <laughs> just in case the AC is blowing. A little spin and a flare and away he goes. Yes, what do we have next? Oh, just in case he wants to do a little home workout. He has the sweats going and the wife beater action. Okay, about to tuck it in with a snap of the waistband and a clap he goes. Yes. Oh, now you want to open it up, get a little win and a kick goodbye there. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have? Oh, nice little outfit to run outside in that festival world to grab those items, but make sure he has his gloves on so he doesn't bring no Rona home. Look at those shoes, by the way. Wow, he's going out in style, baby. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. What do we have here? The Netflix and chill Snuggie. Yes, he looks ready to binge watch. 
hours of TV shows. And look at that. Oh, little cowboy action. Okay, cowboy so he's been doing the jump squats. A little sexy beast here. <laughs> now, Stu, your favorite uh, outfit was the cowboy's Snuggie. Uh, no, I will oh. say uh, that that seemed like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> although I do, now, do I have an Eagle Snuggie? I may have an Eagle I'm Snuggie. I'm sure you oh. have an Eagle Snuggie. If I could purchase one, I would purchase yeah, one. Yeah, I'm sure that you would. That's uh, you know. yeah, great, though. Like, I, I can't wait. Well, I just kind of wore my my casual clothes to work today because it was Friday. But most of the time, Monday through Thursday, I can't wait to go home because I'm like, everyone else is working in their damn pajamas all day. I want to get back in my pajamas too. So good job. Good on that, man. I I like it too. And it's funny because the, the... the um, he's wearing the gloves at that one point, and and this has been such a fascinating thing to see. Like even my wife has done this. She goes out to the, the store. She's got her gloves on, and they're saying that like this is like, apparently not at all good for the coronavirus, and that like the the stuff gets it could get on the gloves. Yeah, she's taking the gloves back, and yeah. then it getting all over whatever you're touching. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like it's You're still bringing yeah. it home. And this is the same thing with the um, this is finally getting rid of these stupid reusable shopping exactly. bags. Exactly. Don't take your stores. reusable shopping bag. <laughs> That's yeah, so what they're saying. So funny. It's, it's no. funny. It's so many backfires, right? Tucker Carlson has a guy on his show regularly now that wears these purple sweatpants, right? Every day. But he wears one pair. So you should look into that. You showed me the pants thing. Can I do a social shout out to all the moms? Sure. Homeschooling at the moment. Yeah. My five year old said, Dad, I want you to take Wonder Woman on the show. (laughs) Wonder Woman, guys. And she said, I'll keep Superman. Tell all the moms. My five-year-old said, tell all the moms they're Wonder Women for homeschooling. So moms out there, you're Wonder Woman. My five-year-old says, and shout out to my wife, you're Wonder Woman. So are you. So thank you, all the moms, for doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten my wife a jet, too, but it's invisible, so she can't, unfortunately. Oh, gosh. She can't find it. But you can tell her, honey, it's in the front Trust me, I got one for her. Really? It's amazing. I mean, I feel like you could have upgraded to, like, the non-invisible one. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to keep it pure to the uh, the Wonder Woman example. So we went with it. (laughs) I mean, really, how is she doing? Because she's a very good friend of mine, and we've talked recently, but we talked about, we kind of swapped stories of how hard it is right now. It has really been hard on her. I mean, you know, part of this is that my wife is very, very social. So, like, she, you know, believe me, the only reason I run into anybody outside of work is because I have to go with her to go see people. I would be, like, completely, I would be quarantined all the time. Um, She's very social and, like, really likes human interaction and likes talking to people and likes seeing them and going out with her friends and the kids going playing together and having to turn that off has been mm-hmm. really, really hard for her. And, and then, you know, add on the schoolwork. And she keeps talking about, like, you know, there's so much work they're sending home, so yeah. much work. Yeah. It's like, well, they're not sending home homework. Right. You can't compare it to homework. They're right. sending home the entire day's the curriculum, curriculum. Yes. for you to do it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we go, we, we have the kids in a private school, and it's like, we're paying. And I can tell from their perspective, they're like, we better give them a full day, you right, know what I mean? Right. So it's like these two things are fighting against each other. You know, yeah. look, if we wanted to homeschool, we would have homeschooled. Yeah. So it's really hard for her, you know, to have to adjust and everything. And I think, not to mention, like, the whole world feels like it's falling apart. Right. Stressful on everybody. And then you're throwing tens of millions of people into a homeschooling situation that they didn't really sign up for. It's a lot of pressure on, on moms right it now. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. God, God bless all you moms. Hopefully you'll get some help uh, here on the weekend. Back in a minute. Not from us, though. We're going to be... i got other things to do. Do you? Yeah, yeah. My school sent home a suggested schedule. All 
right, this was an interesting poll yesterday. Uh, the poll was who would win in a fight. So the options were Donald Trump, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, or Corn Pop. Oh, come on. Corn Pop's got to win this. Who was a bad dude. He did not win this. No? No, no. Donald Trump won this. Yes, I won. Corn Pop's a fiction of Joe's imagination. Corn Pop did that's get true. 25%. And I think that's that's what their that's what their argument was. Was like, we don't we're not totally Who's sure that Corn Pop, Pop is real. Yeah. Therefore, well, he probably can't win. He's as real as the kids that used to go into the water and play with his leg hair. <laughs> I feel like those those are I think it was the same speech <laughs> <laughs> that he made that comment. Was like, was. Trust the leg hair kids it more. Was. Trust the <laughs> wow. More. Wow, that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Today's poll. Uh, will the COVID <laughs> response bill ultimately help or hurt America? Long term. Mm. There's the key phrase right there. Long term help or hurt. When has a stimulus bill ever helped long term? Yeah, I, I pay that back sometime. I'm not a fan of uh, these long term. I mean, look, this is a rare example where you could understand why they have to do something. But yeah. we know so much crap was jammed into this. Right. Long term is going to be a disaster. Yeah, Yaku. I don't think long term is good. Yeah. I don't Short look, term, you stop no, the No, it's going to feel good, but, we, but again, it's like just what medicine would we have to take down the road that we didn't know is in there right now? Right, right. Well, let us know what you think. Happy Friday. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.